Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Marek Hamsi. One of the great moshers of... Yeah. <laughs> one of the great midfield moshers of our times. Hello and welcome to reminding you why you love football, the weekly podcast from Monday Magazine that has been flirting with a decent nationwide ranking in all the right places. Maybe it's because some of the big boys are on holiday and aren't currently publishing. Maybe we are coming up the hill. <laughs> um, according to one reviewer, no other podcast has a more accurate and literal title than, reminding, than this podcast, reminding you why you love football. It spends an hour each week doing exactly that, he said. There is no other podcast out there, football or otherwise, that does what it says on the tin as much as this one. I mean, there's probably a few, but it's, it's nice what you've said. Nice to hear. Very nice. Five stars. That is a lovely thing to say out loud. And he calls us four sound lads, which means he's never met us or been to any one of our <laughs> <laughs> We can change that, yeah. yeah. Come and do some work experience for a month, mate. See how you feel then. Um, if you don't know Monday Out, we are a magazine founded in 2014. We've done lots of other stuff, documentaries, social events, etc. Um, we are currently open for magazine subscriptions again after a, a break while the world suffered uh, underneath the, the jackboot of the pandemic. And uh, Club Monday Isle is what we call our subscription offering. Um, go to mondialmag.com to find out more. You get some free shit. It's really good. The magazine's great. Better than any other football magazine on the market by at least 50%. And you can bring your fucking dinner because you'll need it right then. <laughs> the day this magazine... The day this magazine... Not this magazine. Christ almighty. Crossing swords with myself there. The day this podcast is launched launched, um, is the anniversary of Welsh settlers arriving in Patagonia in 1865. How they know it's the exact day, I don't know. But has Wikipedia ever been wrong? I think not. <laughs> I already have a Welsh name, Owen. It means young fighter. I was named uh, so because not only because I'm half Welsh, but because I was very premature and things looked dicey for a while. But I managed to pull through. My Welsh nan got the bus every day to Wolverhampton, 14 miles there, 14 miles back to come and sit next to my incubator. I didn't know um, this. Yeah, wow. there you go. Dicey. Was Dicey, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. I feel yeah. like this explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's been said before. <laughs> I think um, Amanda, our co-founder, Dan, once said, exactly, that's why he's such a pain in the fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. So he's today, right. I am joined by James Iago Bird, Mundial's features editor, and not because he's an envious Shakespearean character, because that is the Welsh name for James. I am also joined by um, Mundial co-founder Seb Merlin-White. Mm. Uh, Merlin meaning sea fortress, and we know he loves all things military, so you can imagine he's yeah. a big fortress oh, of the sea, stood on the cliffs, like stood on the Somerset cliffs saying, come all ye, come all ye and try and take me down. <laughs> and good. Tommy Cubby Stewart, nothing to do with his bisexuality, it means to bring <laughs> laughter. Cubby means to bring laughter, C-Y-B-I. Although he might be a cubby, I don't know. I get a bit confused. I get a bit confused by the terminology. <laughs> so do I. Seb White is definitely a fortress rather than <laughs> rather than a siren on the rocks. <laughs> that's yeah. true. You do bring laughter, to be fair. But is that, I, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I does. Do you know how long I spent looking through Welsh names last night to find the right that's ones? Perfect. Seven minutes. 
No, about 25, actually, at half nine last night. Do you know how happy that made me as well? You yeah, there you that. go. I, yeah. I could have looked more for you, but I thought Iago was good because of the Shakespeare stuff and you like your English and, you, you know, all of that, all of that jazz. Right then. Is that everything? Have I done it all? I think you've had all of it, man. I think thank you for listening to remind you why the football. (laughs) (laughs) He's been James (laughs) Young. I had a gigantic, a gigantic iced Americano um, by King's Cross this morning before I got to the studio. Uh, Because I was here incredibly early because I wanted to avoid the rush hour bit of the tube. And I did. And I did. That's Um, why you're full of beans. He did say he was coming in full hot, of, didn't he? Full Before, of coffee, full of coffee, coffee beans. I was yeah. coming in hot. Right. Uh, today, we have got an, an array. Is everyone all right, by the way? I've, I've gone good. on a bit. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah. Yeah, that, so good. Yeah, I'm not that bad. to feel like home. <laughs> really? Louis, start feel, to feel like, like home. feel like home. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I doubt it, Seb. It's not full of absolute shit. <laughs> There's not a fucking, there's not a plastic platini head in the corner. <laughs> Some fucking... I like it. And nine World Cups. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't started to feel like home because you're actually living here now. No, no. <laughs> Rebecca's, not, Rebecca's no. heard the things that you say on here and gone. No, she's fine. Some That's... jolly green giant slippers. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be good. I don't quite like them. Right then, uh... Today, we, um, thanks to our good friends at Classic Football Shirts, which um, Club Mondial subscribers get a 10% discount to, we're wearing some Italian shirts today. Apart from James, they're all a little bit snug. I'm wearing a Venezia 2022-23 away. Yeah, they do the best kits. Great. The gold badge. I'm very happy to have this on. Very happy. Um, I wouldn't have been able to get into this uh, a few months ago, but now it's clinging to me a little bit. I don't want to be one of those tight shirt guys because I've dropped a (laughs) bit of timber, but I feel I'm just about getting away with it. Next to me, James Bird uh, in a Parma Calcio. The new one, is it? Sponsored by Classic Football Shirts. It's the one that they wore to um, lose in the playoffs against Cagliari. Uh, But it's also, yeah, Classic Football Shirts to announce now, their partnership. Are now the sponsor. To announce their partnership. Yeah. There yeah. you go, yeah. Alas, not in Serie A, but Serie B is going to be pretty good this year. So. Oh, Two yeah. sponsors. They'll be happy. Mm. Moving on, Seb, what are you wearing? I've got the Virtus Verona top, the home top. Now, this is the team from the northern Italian city. Obviously, everyone knows Verona. So it's not AC Verona? No, no. Because they are... Um, yep. They can be a bit... Let's just say that these have a different slant on their polit- political views. Uh, and and a, a very anti-fascist. So they're Antifa rather than for. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. Hellas Verona? Nice. Hellas Verona. Yes, correct. Yeah, yes. Hellas Verona. They are very much so. And an incredible fact: Luigi Foresco, their manager and co-owner, has been manager and co-owner since 1982. Has he? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's a bit snug on me. I haven't done any exercise lately, unlike you. Are, so <laughs> it's a little bit snug. But he's been their manager for 41 years. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. I think we might have to revisit that. What division are they in? Serie C. Serie C. They're, they're obviously, there was another club in Verona called Chievo, the Flying Donkeys, which unfortunately dissolved in 2020, 2018, I think. But So they are the second biggest team in Verona. The Flying Donkeys. He's not still playing the Christmas tree, is he? <laughs> Who? The manager. <laughs> it's a good tactic. I don't, yeah. He's playing halfback. Uh, anyway, moving on, moving on. Tommy Stewart, what are you wearing, mate? I am wearing Sampdoria 22-23, which is, it's kind of an homage to the sort of, eight. it's very, there's not much detail on it, is there, other than you've got the... It's a lovely shirt, but they haven't had to work too hard for their references, have they? <laughs> no, no, no. They've, no. Not gone, they've not gone off script. Then. No, no. It's very haven't. much play the hits, back catalogue. Yeah. Um, Let's get this out to cover the fact that we might be fucking atrocious on the pitch and get relegated. Exactly. And yeah. even though I've lost weight lately, it is still too tight. Yeah, yeah. So thanks it's for the that. Modern, it's the I modern think fix. Seb is packaging the clips up, right? 
taking them, taking the podcast logo off them, and he's got an OnlyFans going. <laughs> <laughs> a very specific OnlyFans about um, men in uh, tight football shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're... There's a market for it. Let's just Link say that. tree in bio. Feby <laughs> White's exclusive content. Yeah. Him re- if anyone does want any contact, feel free to uh, exclusive content. Feel free. Whoa, to DM whoa, 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 whoa! Seb whoa, reading, whoa. Seb reading match reports for for, lo- <laughs> for lonely men around the world, <laughs> all sat there in their retro shirts. There will be someone out there. That's the sad. Thing. Not my proudest wank. <laughs> oh my goodness! They're sake. not your least proud either. <laughs> no. no. Oh God, no. God, no. We support these, we support these, we support these now. We support these now. Before we get into We Support These Now, before we get there, there are a couple of new additions to the podcast table today. Now, uh, Seb, could you pass me uh, said items, please, so I can show them to the camera? There's um, Big Seb, and, (laughs) and there is Little Seb. So... They're working. We keep going over on sections and we're, we're trying to keep things tight. We don't want to end up as a four or five hour podcast. I mean, we do, but we also have other stuff to do apart from this. Now, I said to Seb, having a quick look around, mate, there's loads of like like football related egg timers out there. And he went, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's turned up with these two absolute monstrosities. And James thinks they're sex timers straight from the bedroom into the studio. <laughs> I think, I think, honestly, Seb, they're two of the worst bits of shit I've ever seen in my life. If they do the job, great. But we could have had... Think of the fun we could have had with a Bayern Munich egg timer. I or... could not find this Bayern Munich egg timer that you spoke of. Honestly, I looked. If anyone knows of any football-themed if any, if egg any, timers, yeah, If anyone can find us a, a football-themed hourglass to get us in yeah, yeah. and keep us on time so Tommy has less time in the edit and more time to create clips for social, Yes. Um, then that would be great. So this one, the big green one, is going to be called... Yeovil, the Jolly Green Giant. The Jolly Green this Giant, is. yeah. And this one, what's this little fella called, James? Well, it's it's actually got a name on the side of it. It's called Happy Time. With a, <laughs> a smiley emoji next to it. <laughs> yeah. Which is it you, actually? Yeah. What's a good pink football Which, um, when you start to think about that's what I originally called these two Okay, items. so this one's called Happy Finish. Yeah, <laughs> and this one is the green goddess. The green goddess. Okay, well, the green goddess is going, so we we better get. They're started. both bloody going, sir. I know you can't even control going, your egg actually. timers. Yeah, that one shouldn't be going. But Christ Almighty, <laughs> you ever boiled an egg? Boiled an egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When was the last time? Um, oh, I reckon a good year. <laughs> Done a lot of scrambled egg, but not boiled eggs. I gave you a few tips for scrambled you egg, did? didn't I? As someone, can you reveal them? Not that the you listeners. need massive research to make a scrambled egg, but no, but just helped you him out a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. also gave him some very... some good tips for roast potatoes on Christmas Day. He missed yeah. one crucial step and then sent me a picture of some absolute yeah. mush. Yeah, it was a real shame. The lockdown <laughs> Christmas when we were all yeah. I used too much water. Oh, too much fucking hell! <laughs> it was like my potato. Could have paddled a fucking. <laughs> you could put a could have paddled a canoe on them. <laughs> you could have done. Yeah. Um, we support these now. Uh, over to you today, Seb, actually. Um, take it away, mate. Right. We've been supporters of a charity called CALM, which stands for Campaign Against Living Miserably, for some time. We we even played a charity game at Molyneux in t- 2019 against, uh, against them, to which I have to mention, James Bird scored two absolute worldies, but in typical James Bird fashion, missed an absolute sitter at the end oh, to complete no. what would have been a hometown hat-trick. It was It was incredible. 
But um, we could talk about that another time. Um, the work they've done... My been... dad and James's mum sat was, and watched that incredible. game together. I mean, I was so happy oh. for him to score two worldies. I, I don't think I've ever run as quick to celebrate with a player. Talk about They're Liverpool. both worldies. The first one was insane. Quickly, let's... Yeah. Come on, we've got... The listener's going to want to know. Uh, Vid, vids or it didn't happen. Well, this is this is the problem. This is why, in many ways, it was the worst day of my life yeah. because nobody filmed it. So I scored, yeah, the first goal, volley, twenty five. No, sorry, South Bank or North Bank. First goal, oh. first goal, South Bank picked up the ball twenty five yards out and just fucking had a heave at it. Oh, it just went top corner. Keep, That's got to be a future volley backwards. The second, the second one was a volley yeah. which I fucking chested first and then it dropped down and again outside the area, yeah. just fucking swatted it in from twenty yards. Your mum and dad were there, weren't they? As well? My mom was there for the first goal. Amazing. My mom and dad were there for the second goal, oh. and then. Yeah, I was, was beautiful. Put, I was put through one on one for the the hat trick and last and, kick of the game and, and put it wide. Um, <laughs> the easiest one of the three the, oh, by far. The by only far. chance. Yeah, yeah. It was a zero yeah. xg on the first. Two. It was a great day. <laughs> James was so desperate that he asked them if they if they had the CCTV cameras on the pitch at any point. Okay, they, yeah. yeah, but unfortunately they didn't. But. We played them. It was a great game, but we've also done a few other things. They were our sleeve sponsor on arguably the best Mundial shirt we've done, the green Adidas one with the, the Germany 90 pattern. That was really good. Yeah, we've had a few nice kits. What normally seems to happen is we get them wearing three times and Dan leaves them in a sports bag somewhere and they're never seen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah which is the way that the current kit's going. Yeah, it's in the office, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and, and yep. also, we, we, should, we have to mention that we support these now. It's all started... We've started it obviously on social and says it say about all these things. But Johnny Sharples is the keeper of the list, the, yes. spe- the the doc, and he is an ambassador for Calm. So why am I talking about Calm now? The reason why is they've sponsored Maidenhead United of the National League, and their lovely logo is massive and it's a big proper old school sponsor. It's massive across the home and away kits, not just of the first team, but of all the teams connected with Maidenhead United, the walking football team, the girls team, the youth team. It's the disability team, and it's a real community cause. Now, a lot of clubs or some clubs just give up their space for for charity. Sometimes for I don't know PR reasons. Sometimes for they want to do a, they want to do a good things. But the reason this has come about is because eleven businesses have come together in the Maidenhead area and paid the money what it, they would get for a sponsor, and then allowed Calm to go on the front of it. So, and as well as that, they'll be doing all sorts of um, things throughout the season you know, raising awareness of mental health problems, but also raising awareness of mental health solutions. So I think, I mean, obviously, like I said, we've been massive fans of Calm, but this is a great big step in the right direction. We all know the conversation is is changing and and is t- moving in the right direction about talking about mental health. You know, we've always tried to support Calm on, on social, but also I think if for anyone who's listening to this who has struggled, if you've got no one else to talk to, and, and hopefully anything we can say now. I mean, I, you know, more than happy to say that I've struggled all my life. Um, I think it started when I was a teenager. Went to some pretty dark places over the years. Fucking depression, all sorts. And and I think I'm finally worked out over the last eighteen months. The root source for a lot of it would be some undiagnosed ADHD, which has led me down a lot of um, different routes. And when I started to read a little bit about that, it made sense for a, a lot of things that had happened over the years. And we've all got better at talking about it and talking to people. It used to be just like oh yeah the old noggin isn't great or something you'd sort of make be self-deprecating about it where I think now men can have open conversations with people they trust and I have spoken you know everyone around this table in in, in different ways I mean I haven't known Tommy as long as as these two but certainly when when we first met and we were doing Murali Tommy had just stopped drinking and we would have 
talked about our mental health then in that group or and you know and i'm not going to talk for anyone else in the room but i you know i know we did but people need to understand that that there's that there's help i suppose and also help each other and and just be aware that we all live fast-paced lives and you know mundale's always been quite frenetic and mm. i would like to think that even when it any of us are being a pain in the arse we do try and take ourselves to have a step back and, and, and check in with how the other people are doing on a fairly regular basis, despite also probably contributing to each other's um, <laughs> poor mental health sometimes <laughs> and, and, the press, and the pressures of a job and doing a magazine and when we were an independent. I know I'm rambling a bit here, but I just, the more people who say things and the more people who are open about it, and, you know, I would say that the past 18 months of my life are the, are the ha most happy I've ever been. I spent all my life not really caring whether I lived or died. And not in a I'm going to kill myself way all the time, but just not really giving a shit. Mm. Yeah. But since addressing the role that alcohol played in my life and the the, the reason I'd always used it to self-medicate, since addressing that and removing that, it, I keep saying it feels like a cheat code, but it doesn't now. It feels like there's something I should have always done. But what it's also allowed me to do is enjoy life and look forward and realise life is for living and how much there is that I... I want to do and how much I want to enjoy the rest of my life and I, it's a feeling I've never had and I'm 44, 45 you can DM us if you need to just but get in touch find someone you can talk to like when I was growing up I had one mate who we could speak to about it and that's because we'd taken so much ecstasy that we both depleted our serotonin for about a decade <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but more now you can talk and people are opening up and people aren't as ashamed of, of it, but I still know at a more local and suburban level sometimes it's more difficult. It's very easy for us in our, in our left-wing liberal media echo chamber to talk about mental health, but I think it's stigmatic for people in all areas of life and we need that's when it can penetrate. So doing something at a local non-league football yeah, exactly. or national league football level. Across all teams as but well. It, and if there can be some real life and real world support within that club and, 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 and making sure that there's that fans feel they can go and, and, and talk about it and, and, and really trying to get in. And if you can change one life and that person can then change one life and that can change one and people can can, can play it forward and, and, and pass it on, that's what we need to try and do. And I think all football clubs have got a responsibility 100%. there. Knowing calm as we do, they're not going to do this half hour. They're not just going to stick. This isn't just a logo on the shirt and then they're mm. just going to walk away. They won't. Of course they won't. And... and them just playing other teams, you know. We've seen the visibility that National League's got this last year, you know. It's going to make a big difference. And I think if anyone's listening to this, and, and the first thing I would say is head to the, the calmzone.net website, which has got everything, all sorts of information, all sorts of stories, strategies. It's the first port of call. They've also got a phone number, which is 0800 58 58 58, which is, uh, I think it's open from five o'clock till midnight every night. So... There is someone there. There's obviously loads of other charities and, we're, we, and and causes and places that you can go to. But I think, you know, I think if I'll say one thing and one thing only about, you know, this, I've, it's no secret. I put it on my Instagram three, four, three, four weeks ago, I think. And I came back to work and, you know, it's been a, dif it's been a difficult start to 2023, but I was open and honest with, with the right people and they were there for me. So uh, they know who they are. Um, and it was, and that's why I'm here now. And, I think what you said, uh, enjoying life, working through things. Nothing's ever simple. I went to therapy last night. No shame in it. No shame in going. I would say the opposite. Go to, the, you know, speaking, speaking openly and honestly. A therapist is the best thing I've ever done. I've done it for 13 years. Doesn't have the doesn't mean I have all the answers all the time. 
that's not the point, but I have someone I can go and talk to, <clears throat> completely independent of everything. Well, it's about not judging, isn't it? Because it'll be different for every person. You can't exactly. you can't apply what you've done to other people in the in the in the individual items. But what you can say is you need to find something which is time for yourself. You need to find things that like make you not even make you happy, just give you a time out and, and allow and allow you to find balance or peace or, or what whatever it may be. I've used I've personally used Calm's phone line before. You know, before I even knew Johnny Sharples, who promotes it a lot. Mm. And I have been there where I've been suicidal, like you, Owen, where I didn't care if I lived or died. I've used Calm uh, when I felt like I couldn't talk to my mates um, because I didn't want to lose the perception that I was okay. I didn't want to worry my family. I didn't want to worry my friends. But I've been there where I've been close. I, I thought I was close to the end. So I've used Calm, I've used Samaritans. And... I've got a lot of friends. I've got too many friends, if anything. And, um, as you'll see on my Instagram stories. And it gets better as you get older. You can just start cutting them off. I'm doing that now. <laughs> I've started doing it since I've stopped drinking. But I've used Calm, I've used Samaritans. And if you feel like you can't tell your mates, it's amazing to just speak to someone anonymously on the other end of the phone who can listen to you. That's good. Well, well J- James used Calm, but he wasn't. that wasn't the 0800 number he thought he was ringing. He was, like, <laughs> he was on Bloody Wolves Club call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going in for a signing. Two hours later, I was still talking. John the Wolf signed for Wolves. Are you, are you sure you haven't got the CCTV? <laughs> <laughs> the date? <laughs> me, no, me, no. I'm fine. I, I, you know, I'm fine. I just want to see these goals. <laughs> I've been searching for him for three years. No, honestly, I'm, I'm all right. I've let it go. Yeah. It's a great cause. It's a great shirt as well. It's made by Kelme. Remember them? Who used to make Real Madrid I, shirts. I do remember Kelme. This is important, and I would just echo what Owen said. DMs are open. Yeah, whatever. The Monday hour one, we might not get back to you on no. because there's lots of people asking where their magazine is, despite us saying, "Just can you just fucking get in touch with inquiries at mondarstudio.com? Yeah, I suppose it's our fault for always answering. But personally, anyone who follows me or doesn't or whatever wants to, you know, yeah, wants to DM 100%. or get in touch, honestly, um, yeah, I think same. We, yeah. we absolutely well done, Seb. That was a good one. To, that was a good one to bring. Yeah, we absolutely done. support Calm now. We and do. We're reminding you why you love life. For well, life, Kaiser. Exactly. We are celebrating life, guys. Exactly. Nice one. Welcome to Valleywood. You ain't been to Valleywood. <laughs> he did it right this week. He didn't. He, he didn't succumb. It. Seb, what's your one? Hasn't got one, Tommy. Got one, Welcome no. to Valleywood. You're gonna die. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that Axel Rose impression is getting worse, not better. <laughs> And I'd like you to review it, or you're going to have to do something different. Just stick to Morrissey. Yeah. Morrissey, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which no, still incredible, by the way. Thank you. Nightmare Blunt Rotation, Axel Rose, Morrissey, <laughs> and Seb. <laughs> Come on, we're going to Clapton FC. <laughs> we're going to watch World War II in colour. <laughs> I reckon Axel Rose would love that. Yeah. So Morrissey would probably reveal even more of his, um, yeah. you know, his bad views. His bad, yeah. yeah oh, would. man. Okay. Volleywood is me. It is me this week, and we are going to 1999, the UEFA Cup final in the Luzhniki, the first major European final held in that stadium, and I think in Russia. And it's the biggest, biggest ever crowd still for a UEFA Cup or Europa League final, 62,000 packed in. Okay. Um, and it's Palmer, AC Palmer. I don't know what they're called now. Palmer Calcio now. James is wearing a Palmer Calcio shirt. Correct. But they were AC Palmer at the time. The perhaps the 
most cult team of all time, I would say. They played Marseille in that final. Very quickly, 12th May 1999, Palmer. They yeah, are God. playing 3-5-2. In goal, Gianluigi Buffon. Right back, Lilian Taram. Centre back, Fabio Cannavaro. Left back, Roberto Sensini. Centre mid, yeah. Dino Baggio. No relation, as we all know. Other centre mid, Alain Bagassian. Oh, right yeah. mid, Diego Fouzer. Attacking midfield, Juan Sebastian Varane. <sighs> Left wing, oh. Paolo Vanoli. Centre forward, Hernan Crespo. And the subject of this week's Vollywood, Enrico, father of Fed Chiesa. Now, Chiesa was one of those strikers who wasn't prolific. He had a few prolific seasons in his career, but he was all action. And in fact, the the similarities between him and his son as footballers, not that you should be surprised, but it doesn't always go that way, are remarkable. First, let's talk about this goal. They had had a... Chiesa ended up as top scorer in that season's tournament. And they'd had a great run to the final. They beat... Got it here somewhere. They beat Fenerbahce, Vizsla Krakow, Rangers. They splattered Bordeaux 7-2 splattered. in the quarters. And then they twatted uh, Atletico Madrid in the semis. Uh, they're wearing, at the end of a decade, which not only were they were the most cult team, did they have the best kits. They went from mm. some Puma Raspers to some champion, absolute fucking cock of the war champion, kits. Yeah. They're champion kits. And then they're in Lotto now. Still a great kit. This is blue and yellow hoops and they're 2 nil up and our old mate well not our old mate we talked about him the other week he's not a friend I'd like him to be a friend Juan <laughs> Sebastian Varane skipped finds himself about 35 yards out on the right wing sort of imagine he's not quite level with the edge of the box he's a little bit set back and he clips across in. Crespo makes a run across the front of the defenders. And you think Crespo's going to try something mental because he had a propensity to score goals from nowhere. Yeah. And he just jumps over the ball and it bounces and sits up. And there is our mate, Enrico Chiesa. And fucking Christ almighty, does he hit this hard. <laughs> yeah. They're tuning up. It's an absolute swing for nothing. It could it could do a birdo. It could end up in the canal. <laughs> could end up bouncing down the Waterloo Road in front of his mom, his dad, and my dad <laughs> when he's looking for his third. But Jesus wept. It hits the net hard, and it's such an expression of fucking have have some of that. It's not a winning goal. They're already they've already won the game, but it's just an absolute screamer. And it you know, and it's sort of that. That's pretty much him. At Palmer, he's he's soon off to Fiorentina for a decent amount of money and eventually to replace um, Batistuta. But it was just a great goal, a no great pressure. team. Well, no, exactly. He, he also did <laughs> he very did, well. He did there. all right, yeah. Never fully did it for Italy. Scored seven or eight goals, 20-odd caps. But when you look at again, who he had in front of him, Lazio, yeah. yeah. Tottis and people like that. <laughs> but it was right, just... Yeah. I didn't talk about the Marseille lineup, and I think we should because Ooh. we are men and we do like... But I'm going to pick out some players. Sweeper, yeah. Laurent Blanc, skipper. Yeah, yes. yeah. We've got Robert Perez up front. I thought I was going to ask if he would play. Yeah, yeah. And then on the bench, TT Camera, who ended up playing for Liverpool and West Ham. This is us just talking about old footballers again. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, two players who came off the bench for Palmer, two, two 90s favourites, Fastino Espria, we all know. He was back at Palmer then for his second spell. And um, Abel Balbo, I loved. Always oh, seemed to, yes. Abel Balbo always seemed to score a lot of goals. Little little um, yeah. Argentine number nine. You've all seen it. Tommy, was that the first time you'd seen that goal? Yes. What did? What was your instant expression? Whoa, he's fucking hit that, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean... I'll be honest. Seb's going to reveal like, re- no, no, I'm reveal he spent three weeks with Enrico remem- Chiesa somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember this goal yet, and I don't want to say it's the top five, whatever. But what? <laughs> but a, it is. But I will. <laughs> but 
The volley is stupendous. Well, it's a people would call it a half volley because it's bounced. Exactly. This, right. yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's a, a volley, volley, half volley. I'm not. But anyway. anyone who feels the asked. need to say that's not I a volley, lads. I, I know. Do you know what? Go and boil your. It in. doesn't matter. But well, some people would call the pre-assist. You know, they the, call the, it, the what? What they call a. Some people call things that thing a pre-assist, but the pre-assist from Verbron to the assist. I know it, it's a nonsense. Oh, God. I, I forget. No, no, just call it the like Verbron's pass. No, no, no. You've said pre-assist. <laughs> so I think that this might be the end of Hollywood. No, no, no. Sorry, if you're going to start talking about pre-assist, Seb, I'm honestly. You didn't we let can, me clarify. We can find someone else to squeeze into that <laughs> shirt, brother. Okay. Asad Raza, as I live and breathe, come back. You are off the naughty step. Imagine he just walked straight in. <laughs> just as some, yeah. Some music, some music yeah, went up yeah. like in the WWE. Yeah, like in the WWE. Assad comes in, rock, <laughs> right <laughs> bottom. I disagree with the term. That's what. But anyway, the pass from Veron, the dummy, is incredible. Skips and over it like a pantomime horse. That the three. A dressage horse, sorry, not a pantomime horse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Either dressage or. is stupid, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. Come on. We all get a bit giddy during the Olympics and watch some funny sports, but dressage, no one's... Horse dancing. That's very funny. Yeah. So, but it is... That came out like you'd been keeping that within yeah. for years. Yeah. Give me... yeah. They call getting a horse, you know, it's called breaking a horse. Oh. What do you think that means? It yeah. means they've broke their spirit before they can ride them. That's what it used to mean. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So yeah, not... Stick your fucking 310 at Kempton up your fucking arse. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my passion, eh? But oh, it's yeah. just a... It... A rider. Love riding. <laughs> <laughs> you got not that bike, haven't you? You got your little bike. It's yeah. not a little bike. A little bike. It's James, not a little bike. James has an undersized child's we bike. We'll take a rides. picture of James next to his bike and we'll let the viewers decide in the, yeah. in the bike. <laughs> it's a little clown's bike. It's a really nice, it's a really nice road bike rally. <laughs> 1980s just little, sound. Just a little I like the sound of it. It's a little, I like the sound of it, James. It's a nickel bike. <laughs> 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 but what I wanted to add about this, um, in the, I think it was Euro 2020, which was played in 2020. Yeah. What yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. art. I mean, who remembers this? These those years now. But Federico Chiesa obviously had a great tournament, and 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 at the time we weren't publishing a magazine, so we were doing a lot of long captions on on Instagram. Um, we did we did some good stuff actually, and through that Euro, sort of me and James were dueling pieces late at night, going, oh, "I'll do so and so," and I did one on Raheem, and he did this one on, on Fed. But it was a great piece. It got some great interaction, didn't it? And travelled travelled yeah. far and wide, and. When you started seeing him play, did that ever lead you to look at Enrico? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they look they look very similar, and they with the ball at their feet, they're very similar. This goal reminds me of a lot of goals that Federico. Scored. They're the same player. It's it's frightening. Where it's yeah. not it's not like they're snatching at it, but it's almost like a clutch shot. Yes, it's it's a shot from nowhere. It's a shot that people aren't potentially expecting. Like Federico scores a lot of goals from sort of wide angles, where usually a player will cross the ball and he just yes. shoots at the near post. I think he scored two in that tournament, which were like that. And he's um, all right now. He's back in. He returned, didn't he? And he's in pre-season. And exactly. Be... Returned back end of last season at Juve. Got got a big move after um, Euro 2021. And I mean, he was he was he was wonderful. Like, he was the player of the tournament. Yeah, up there. he was. He was, he was the was best player on the pitch. I saw the quarterfinal at Wembley against yep. Austria. Yes. Yeah. He was. He was. You could tell he was next level. In in a sort of you know all action. All action, yeah. all action, like at it, busy, legs whirring, not particularly tall, doesn't look particularly, you know, necessarily strong, but he's constantly going. Are you talking about Federico Chiesa or are you telling us how you are as a footballer? <laughs> well, this, this is interesting because I do see a lot of my game in his. 
you see a lot of your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Euro's winner, Federico Chiesa. My, my, work, my, my workings are that I don't think Federico Chiesa looks like the most naturally beautiful player on the ball, but he's, constant, he's constantly running hard. He's constantly trying yeah. to get on the ball. He's constantly trying to win his duels. I see a lot of myself in that. Yeah. Does he shout every time he misplaces a pass or takes a heavy touch? Federico, for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a are you a self namer? Oh, he's really oh. he beats, James. <laughs> he beats himself up so much. I never oh, have man. a go at the opposition or at my or at my own. Unless player, yeah. but a, a, a self a self flagellating footballer, James Bird. Yeah. Unless they're seeing out a nil nil win, a clean sheet to win the title. But yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> Correct. That is yeah. in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, lads. Boom. Ah. Oh. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. 
all-time goal scorer actually until Mertens um, overtook him. And he leaves to go to China. Uh, he stays there for a year. Dalian, wasn't it, in China? Dalian, correct, Owen Blackhurst. He then goes to Gothenburg, but he only, stay, he only plays six games, I think. Funny, he's turned up at Gothenburg. Do you think he just thought it was like... Didn't really know his um, geography. Are they all like me here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Very good. Do they all have Mohicans here? Or did he think it was the Batman city? Well, you imagine him turning up fucking yeah, full, black, full black rig out, right? <laughs> can, huge can of monster. Multi-pack. And, and everyone's dressed in, like, and everyone's dressed androgynously with blonde hair. Yeah. Fucking shit himself, wouldn't he? He thought he'd been sold a con. Well, that's why he only played that's six when games. Played, that's exactly. Right. Marek Hamsek left Gothenburg. I was six games because there wasn't enough goths in Gothenburg. So, he... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting it to go that way, so I'll be honest with you. And that's brilliant. Anyway, he's been to China. Sorry. He's James. been to non-Gothenburg. <laughs> And he rocks up in Trabzonspor. Now, Trabzonspor is very famous for its sort of cloudy and misty and foggy climate. It's near the coast. Probably probably a good place for Marek Hamsik to go. Very passionate fans. But they haven't won the league in, in over 30 years. Like any good adventuring club land, he's given an incredibly ridiculous announcement video where yeah. there is a Turkish blacksmith hammering out his gladiatorial outfit for it's... him to enter the city and enter the club and turn himself into a hero. Again, like any good adventuring club land, he scores on his league debut. And Trabs on Spore that season... They are first, in first position from the eighth game. And they stay there. Front runners. They're front runners and they stay there with Fenerbahce behind them, sort of constantly five, six, seven points behind them. They stay there until the end of the season. And Trabzonspor, with Marek Hemsik, I think he plays 25 league games that season. They win the league. They yeah. win the Turkish oh, Super League. And an the, the celebrations, they make Napoli's look tame. They're still going now, aren't they? Yes, they're, they're still going <laughs> now. There are, uh, there's an incredible 100,000-person uh, celebration in the city square that is looks like the best rave that you've never been to. Yeah. It's a rave that you dream of. There's this one video where they've all got the lights uh, on their phones, yeah. there's this big Turkish sort of dance track playing. They're all that, hanging off fucking lamps. They're all, they're all hanging off the, um, what are they called? The lampposts. They're all in like trees. That. There's a sort of big uh, training shot that comes across and it just goes as far as you can see into the distance. This song has sort of a big lead, almost like a, a tick-tocking clock. Dun, tch, oh, dun, nice. tch, dun, tch. And then it drops. It goes like a... <laughs> And then Marek Hamzik comes out dancing. No, fortunately, he doesn't. But so this celebration is incredible in itself. There's also a boat convoy celebration where there's just hundreds of boats with hundreds, probably thousands of fans on on the sea next to the port. We actually featured that in the magazine with some brilliant testimonies from uh, Trabzonspor fans. And then there's the pitch invasion where Hamzik, I believe, is the first player to be mobbed. When you watch it, the, the, the fans go straight to him. And then there's the celebration at the stadium, the official celebration. Milking it. And why not? Why and not? and each player sort of walks out of the tunnel and has a celebration. Hamsik is wearing his glasses. He's got his top on, looking 
Mahican just looking bizarre. And he's got a Slovakian uh, flag wrapped around his legs like a skirt. And it's just a wonderful moment. It's sort of the epitome of this adventure in Clubland. And, and, and Hamsik actually says, I've got a quote from after that celebration where he says, uh, this is my first championship in my football career. I never expected to have it here, but we did. Giving this happiness to masses of people is such a great feeling. Yes. Um, oh, and lovely. it's essentially that cartoon superhero gone home to roost. Do superheroes roost? <laughs> Hamsik does, yeah. <laughs> I watched the video, the rave one, of so, the celebrations, so... and it reminded me, as soon as I watched it specifically, it reminded me of watching Hot Chip at Arcadia at Glastonbury 2016. I was like, that's just a... Yeah. There's a vibe. There's, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. an atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, they can be very staged, can't they? There's people on a balcony and it's all a few it's people real. at the front waving flags. There was nothing fucking staged. No, no, no. no. It, it yeah. is real. It's visceral. They, just, they yeah. experience. There's a hum. You can. There's a hum. There's a hum. Yeah, and look, as good as it gets watching that. And how did he get on, personally? Hamzik was the best foreign player in the league <laughs> that year. Not a bad adventure, Not is it? Not a bad adventure in Gloveland at all. Pretty good. And, I mean, as as a footnote to this, yeah, um, he retired from international duty in 2022. Oh, this is even this is better. Yeah, yeah. This is um, even better. But Where's this going? Listen. He retired. He's from... here, Tommy, look. <laughs> <laughs> he's here with Assad. Fucking hell. The real Legion of Doom. Yeah. Absolutely fuming. There's no monster tap. Oh, what a rush! <laughs> the Legion of Doom, Assad Raza and Marek Hamsik. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he, he retired in '22 uh, from international football. <laughs> Slovakia was short of players uh, as part of their Euros qualifying campaign, and Hamsik just went blighted and turned blighted by injury, and they gave him the call. Gave him Amazing, the call up, went and played, went and played both games. He came out of retirement yeah. to play for his country in Euro qualifiers and played and, 180 minutes. Yeah, and being that important that, that that you you know to your country as well. We know Slovakia, obviously, fairly smaller European nation compared to most. But just going, no, we need you back, son. Yeah, you know, it, brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. And going back to the football in Turkey, I'd, I've not been to a game in Turkey. And we I, we need to change. We this. need to change that. Yeah, I would like to go to a Turkish baths and see Seb slapped around by a big Turkish massage. Because <laughs> I, I, I'd enjoy it. I like a massage, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'd, a, I'd like to no. watch this happen to Seb. I'm not a fan of being... Yeah. Well, I've, I've, sort of, I've sort of made a deal with one of my very good friends that we'll go and watch a Besiktas game because Roman Saiz, the ex-Wolves yeah. Moroccan ah. captain, is now at Besiktas. Well, can we... So I'm supposed to be going to Istanbul at some point. But, yeah. um... you, you have been... Talking about going to Istanbul since I've known you. So I'm, call, I'm calling Istanbul shit. <laughs> <laughs> and for what it's worth, we've the sniper, also. The sniper um, is back. What's worth, we've also very recently commissioned uh, what I think is going to be a fantastic piece of writing uh, for the next but one issue of the magazine by a Turkish female writer about Besiktas and their sort of left wing ultras, and especially with regards to their female left wing ultras and sort of what they, uh, how they headed up a lot of the protests against Erdogan during the recent elections, and sort of what Besiktas and those fans have always stood for, which is sort of the left wing working class elements of Istanbul. Good clubland. That's a great adventuring clubland. A really good adventuring clubland. Yeah, very good, very good. Straight from hell, Marek Hamzik. Satan's midfielder. Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering. And it's the best club in the world, we think. 
For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door, a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundial merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, all press espresso, art of football and Percival menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundial newsletter. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. So get with the programme. This is where Seb goes on the internet, can't find egg timers, anything to do with football, but can turn up some real old rarity. <laughs> um, Seb, what we got? Where are we going? Details, please, first, before we go off down memory lane. This is a programme from the 7th of November, 1979. It's the European Cup second round, second leg. We're going to Romania, some would say behind the Iron Curtain. He's, he's fucking off again. Uh, a town <laughs> called Potesti which is a couple of hours west of Bucharest. Now, the team from Potesti is FC Arges, and they're playing the reigning European champions, Nottingham Forest. Now, this is a wonderful front cover. It's more newspaper than programme, I'd argue. All in purple. Um, and every imaginable font, by the looks of it as well. They've, they've obviously gone... This, this is before Word Art, obviously, but um, they have... Uh, Used every available font they can they can imagine on the front cover. What have they done to Brian Clough's face? Yes, this is the, my my other sticking point, shall we say? Brian Cuff, Clough, Brian Clough, looks like he's mid shit on the front of this. He looks a bit like Roy Hodgson, to be honest. So, does, I've, just, yeah. I've just seen a bit of the back cover. There. The back can, is can incredible. You, can you show us the back? Can well, you show us can I just how... can I reveal something first? Yeah, because you're thinking you can. You're not getting divorced, are you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Can I reveal something first? You're thinking, this is just your usual programme, it's going to open up. No, 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 sir. No, sir. I've never seen a programme like this. He's excited. You open it up like that. You open it up like that. That's same old, same old. What have we got here? Look at this. Oh, my fucking God. It's a gatefold. It's a gatefold. It's a gatefold. It's like an old 70s Rolling Stones LP. It is. <laughs> the only programme I've ever, ever seen like this. Favorite, what's your favourite Stones album, Seb? Greatest hits. Greatest hits. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good one. There's some bangers on there, um, but it, it's incredible. Obviously, it's a lot of it's in Romanian, and there's there's, there's a few facts. One of my favourite bits about this is though they obviously have a picture of five brilliant footballers from that time. So they've got a picture of Keegan, Hans Krankel, Roberto Bettiger from Italy, and then a, uh, just a random picture of Franz Beckenbauer and Johan Cruyff whilst playing for the Cosmos. For Cosmos, yeah. Two, two incredible team lineups. One, the champions of Romania, obviously. FC Arges Potesti. Yeah. Campiona. 79. Look at that. It's a great. It's, I mean, it's. Is that a big much. drum in the crowd? Well, I wonder what that is. Looks like a satellite. Yeah. That Brian, forest pitch is amazing. That Brian Clough team, when they'd won the first European Cup, your Viv Andersons, your Shiltons, your McGovern's, your. Oh, there's some great. What's there. especially beautiful about this is that everything. Is printed in a sort of dark, deep blue, except for the details on the cover. That cover looks almost like an old cinema poster. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Outside an old cinema, or or like or a garage, an old garage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's there's no adverts in this one. Um, We are behind the iron curtain, so that might have been frowned upon. So um, it's so unique, and it only cost me. Do you know how much it cost me? One pound fifty. Oh no, a little bit more. Oh. £6.44. You've been had, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I can't 
Come on, we've just spent like five minutes at least saying how lovely it is. Uh, was that from eBay or a Methodist church somewhere <laughs> in it was Lancashire? A, it, that was off eBay, but have you been to any more? Not yet, no, no, unfortunately. The game, you were probably wondering about what happened in the game. It was 2-1 to Forest. Not really, but go on. Go on. It was 2-1 to Forest to seal a 4-1 aggregate win. <laughs> One of the goal scorers was Ian Bowyer, who we interviewed for Giant alongside Kenny Burns for our Brian Clough episode. Yeah, me and... Uh... What, a, what a delight that was to spend time in their company and hear stories of football from a very different time, but also arguably... One of the best managers there's ever been. Yeah, we that was the fastest episode of Giant we made. It was fucking two day turnaround to get that out, and a, and a and a good episode. But because we were worried about the the stories of old Big Ed episode, because we'd have to put it together so quickly, we found Muhammad. We found the archive of Muhammad Ali talking about Brian Clough. Clough, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. It's that piece of audio is absolutely some fella wonderful. in London, England. Yeah. Some fella named Brian. Brian Clough. Clough. Well, Clough, I've had I've enough. Had Brilliant, enough. isn't it? What are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to fight him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> that is good. And him just... But we spent a fucking cunt load of money on that. <laughs> on the audio? Yeah, we, well, oh, we had to. Oh, God, I bet. Because we were worried about the episode, so we needed to start it with a bang. Oh, and, and we did, and we also interviewed Blondie. Paul McGregor. Paul McGregor, yeah. Who is known as the Britpop footballer because he was in a band at the same time. And, and he had Britpop hair and stuff like Britpop that. Britpop hair. And also Mark Crossley. Oh, Mark Crossley. Mark Crossley's anecdote about Brian Clough making him play for his son's Sunday league yeah. team. <laughs> Shit house. Mark Crossley was oh great. Oh my goodness, yeah. Mark Crossley was great, but it did take us at least an hour. And I, I had to end up reading the Zoom link address out to him, bless him. Yeah, he had to, he did say he had to nick his son's gaming headphones. Didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but what a. What... But I tell you what, we were talking about Calm earlier in the episode. Big Norm. As he's known, Mark yeah, Crossley. Yeah. He does. He's got that walk in his brilliant thing he does on Twitter when he's talking about. Um, he does when he's talking about his mental health and That's the benefits he's got from character. walking and stuff like that. Which, you know, there's unlikely mental health ambassadors out there. And whoever thought Mark Crossley, yeah. a penalty saving expert who, who yeah. once saved David Icke's penalty save. Oh, sorry, no, Matt Letizier. David Icke. Well, Matt, he, I was. It was a bit. It was a crap. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Well, no, I think David Icke was. You know, had some validation to him. <laughs> I can actually sort. <laughs> Matt Letizier, not so much, but David Icke. Yeah. You can't tell me old sausage fingers isn't a lizard, really. <laughs> that's why. That's what's happening. That's why. Is that's why Prince Charles's hands are like that. It's yeah. the lizard trying to burst Coming out, out underneath. Yeah. So, do you? Which think... is actually Marek Hamzik. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think? For what it's worth, I can actually. So, Romanian is it's got. It's like a. It's a Latin language, isn't it? So it has a lot of French and Italian in it, and Ooh. I can sort of read some of this. Oh. Do it. Well, this. This. Sniping. The sniper's getting ready. Well, this. this 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 is a history of um, yeah, like European football, and uh, it's talking about when the uh, when the European Cup was formed, and then obviously this bit has all the previous winners in Brilliant. up until that point. This bit has a bizarre. I don't even really know why this has got like a potted history of buses. <laughs> <laughs> we, James, did you skip a Duolingo? <laughs> in, in in the year of eighteen forty, oh, I can see the word transport. Yeah, London started its first transport in the community with a hundred auto buses that could go between six kilometers an hour and three kilometers oh. an hour. Maybe we should. Why is that there? I don't know. We can talk about the great, great Nottingham Forest team before, but I would say anyone who hasn't go and watch uh, Johnny Owens. I believe in miracles. Yes, a hundred percent. As good as as good as documentaries get, as good as football documentaries get. And I always feel slightly bad. I once had a bit of a row with Johnny at a at a pub quiz. 
And he was really pissed and I was really pissed. And yeah. we were both being knobheads, I think. But my team ended up winning, so. <laughs> Who's the real winner? Well, Johnny and his partner, Vicky McClure, they are big supporters of non-league football. They, yeah, they, huge. They, they huge. sponsor, their production company sponsors Murpher. Well done, Seb. Good to have the programmes back. I'll tell you what, that looked like it would go up quickly as well. And I'm always short of fuel to start the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't buy newspapers anymore. So if I could just take that, it'll go to good use. I'll cook £6.44. You, I'll cook you a steak. Enjoying this podcast, but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine? Well, you need the Mundell Gateway drug. Why not sign up to our weekly newsletter? You'll get exclusive writing, discounts, recommendations, and some really, really random references. Follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on. That is the new sound for Tommy Stewart's Rusty Trombola. (laughs) It's the quiz. We've got a buzz. Tommy talks about a team from the past. And um, we try and guess it. I reckon that's a quicker intro. That's way better than mine. He's fucking gutted. Look, I've, I've yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, st- I'm happy. I'm happy. Stolen you always feel like yeah. It, I can get straight to the question. I have no thunder, Owen. Not straight, these days. Straight to the point. Not a man for foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <sighs> Okie dokie then. Very quickly, can I go around? Seb White, what is your sound to buzz in for the trombola tombola? Ever present. <laughs> James Bird. Do, 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 to go. Owen Blacker. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> this man. I'm excited now. Loves I'm excited it. now. Okay, join me in Tommy's time machine, boys, for my rusty tombola. Trombola. Trombola display. We are going to Paris. Have you got a display the of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris, go on, sorry, sorry. We're going to Paris for the Champions League final of 2006. It's big. It's a big match. It's Arsenal versus Barcelona. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is, alongside Deco and Van Bommel, who played in centre midfield for Barcelona? Oh, yes. Oh, what a rush. Owen? Xavi? Nope. I think he comes on. Yeah, this was the game Jens Lehmann. He comes on, doesn't he? Because it is a sub, Xavi does. Ronaldinho? Nope. Oh, what a rush. Owen Blackers? Giovanni? Nope. I'll give you a clue. It's there. Hang on, bloody hell. Seb hasn't had a go yet. <laughs> Have you got trapped wind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got an answer. Oh, honestly, I haven't. I, I watched this with many beers in Thailand. Do, 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 do. I think it's wrong. You've buzzed in. Yaya Torre? No. Not Maxi Lopez, is it? Nope. Do you want one clue? On, it's not a massive one, but he's he's playing the holding role of the two, so Van Bommel's not even the hold. I know that. I think I've had this. And pub... he's uh, he can play a centre-back as well. I've had, I've had this in a pub quiz before. That's why I thought it was Torre, but I'm wrong. Oh, what a rush. Oh. Rafa Marquez? No. Nope. It's Gerard Piquet? No. Nope. Well, it's not. He was still at Man United in 2006. <laughs> Seb? Poyo? Nope. Oh. Brazilian? <laughs> Seb? Not Danielson. Not Danielson, no. No. It kind of sounds like Danielson. Ed Nielsen. No, close. Edison? No. <laughs> you were really close. That's oh, what a rush. Ed Nielsen. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> what did I say? Ed Nielsen. Ed Nielsen, yeah. Did. No, I didn't. You, did. you didn't say you did. meal. You didn't say meal. You didn't say it. You didn't he would have said. said. Honestly, I think I, I got the answer right there. 
<laughs> when you go back through the edit, Tommy, let's just leave. We'll the edit. review it. We'll, we'll review it. We'll review it. If not, that's VAR. Our, that's our own up to I'll bar eighteen. It. I'll var yeah. it. James, I'd love, I'd love to give you the points. You know I would, but I don't think you. Said I know that. I threw in some rogue answers there, but I knew it was someone. I know you. I know you. Knew. Back. Yeah, yeah. I knew I threw in some wrong answers, but I, but you know what? I knew it was a bloody footballer. <laughs> Right then. Right. Ins and outs, outs and ins, ins and outs, outs and ins. Things we like, things we hate. Seb White. Uh, I think the Fontaines DC have been one of the best bands of recent years and it stopped me from listening to even more Britpop. So, um, and you got me to thank for it, to be honest. Yeah, and their lead singer, Grian Chatton, has released a solo album and it is absolutely textbook, by the Paul, chilling out album and I cannot wait. Really? Yeah, it's brilliant. You wouldn't expect It's it. very different. I've got, a holiday, I've got a holiday coming up. There won't be a pool involved, but uh, there will be C. It's, and I'll be he, looking for some new music, actually. Also books, if anyone's got any recommendations. I think, I think, I think he's, he's bordering on genius level with what he's done wow. with Fontaine's DC and Green and the solo album. I disagree. Anyway. But he's good. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> it's not up to you to disagree. I know. Ins and outs, come on. I'm just chipping him. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> I think he's got an awful lot in his locker. And I'd love to go for, I'd like to have gone for a pint of him back in my drinking days, but that's probably... well, last Wednesday. <laughs> in... <laughs> are, you, are you sure it's a, a pool side album? It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it. It's really, it's summary. It's nothing like Fontaine. I hope you've listened to it. Anyway, it's in. It's I've listened in. to it about five times. Oh, right, yeah. It's in. Move on. James I Bird. loved it. Martina, uh, Rose and Night stuff that came out yesterday. It's full of button-up shirts, but with a football and Nike twist, structured trench coats, and then she's done those uh, Nike shocks again that are like mules. Yeah. Um, some of the imagery, some of the pre-launch imagery I saw to announce it with the Sabutio, uh, Leah, you know, Leah Williamson. Yeah. Um, oh, it, yes, yes, that's all right. A Hector Bellerin look-alike. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it was, yeah. I, and I clicked on the I clicked on the tag in the Instagram, and it wasn't. It was just some young lad who's a model. Yeah. But no, they, they're fucking great, and... The best thing about them, they really piss off the, the you, 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 you know, the correct you, people. They've, yes, the correct people. people I were, can't believe why do Nike keep doing fucking football stuff with this woman? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really people good. were cats as their profile picture or motorbikes. I think talking of geniuses, I think Martin Rose is, is approaching that in the in the design world. Everything that she's done over the past few years has been fantastic. Great gear, Nike, Martina Rose in. Now it's me. Um, I'm going to say um, I finally got around to watching the Wham documentary and not being, I wouldn't say I'm a Wham fan. Me and my brother used to, but I'm not against Wham in any way. I, if I'd have been of an age at the time, I don't think they'd have been my band. I think I'd have been into other things. But I've always loved George Michael and loved him as a person and sort of loved who he was and, and, and what he stood for and also quite captivated by his battle as as an individual and, you know, as the... But anyway, I mean, that's all, that's all been done. But what a fucking brilliant documentary. And Andrew Ridgely just comes across as the world's best human being and, and their friendship. I, the f I knew they were mates. I didn't realise that Andrew... Like, there's a bit in it when he says, when they play their last gig at Wembley and George hugs him and says, I couldn't have done it without you. And only Andrew Ridgely knows and he manages to transmit to you what he meant by that. And it's how he took him under his wing and allowed him to express himself. And he always knew that George... Um, was sort of in the closet and sort of trapped in this world of being a teeny bopper. And, and just just all of it just really fucking made you feel good and sad that George Michael wasn't around and 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 all of it and just like wow and and my um 
my wife was sort of half watching it and cooking it at the same time. And I was like, fucking hell, look, they're the first band to have played the gig in mainstream China. And she was like, well, I loved Wham in India because it was a similar thing. It wasn't a communist government, but it was quite a conservative government in India. Or were they communists at the time or socialists, whatever? But she said, so yes, bands like Wham and that filtered through. And she she was a real fucking... Uh, well, I started calling her a Whamhead last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't that happy about it, but yeah. It, but no, great. I mean, you know, this and, uh, great G songs. George Michael's Volley. Do you know what? Yes. I wanted to submit it to Bollywood. Uh, Seb wasn't They're sure. They're playing in a park but in I China. I think technique's and, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Ridgey looks like a proper player. He's yeah, got an he amazing does, yeah. QPR yeah. shirt on. Yeah, oh. yeah. He's got his long feather cut yes. hair at the top. Yeah. What? I think what you say, I think for me, you expect to watch music documentaries where it all goes a bit tits up when they, you know, all the, that's what most music documentaries the, the friendship. Do. The friendship and the love and joy between the two is one of the, it's one of the most joyful and things I've seen. If anyone me. likes. And I've got no in real, I'm not a whamhead. or no skin in the game. No, I've got no skin. Then, I loved it. Speaking of geniuses, there is a genius oh, fucking songwriter. I take it when you compared, yeah, yeah. That is a genius. Uh, and my... it's, well, it's a much poorer place about him. No yes, the world it. is a much poorer yeah. place for that. Even Seb's god, Liam Gallagher, tweeted about um, George Michael when he died on Christmas Day. And it's yeah. done, weirdly, it's done like supersonic with the voiceovers, which that just has my... Liam and Noel, and well, I love that. I think, no, I, that was my only problem with it. Oh, really? Well, I think that's I like that. the only reason they've done it. It's look, so you don't see them as, as old, right? So you remain rooted yeah. in the moment, which is great. But obviously, because they had, they had interviews with George Michael that they'd obviously been recorded before he died. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So they couldn't show him. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll need to like, get my dad. I need to get my dad to watch the documentary Beautiful. because his his two musical heroes are George Michael and Barry White. No, what are you going to say, Barry? Yeah, Moore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? What are you going to say, Barry Moore? He won't watch it, but I'll try and get him to watch it. I was on stage at the Wolverhampton Grand with Michael Barry Moore when I was about five. You know oh, this, don't you? God, I don't think I do. Yeah, you know when you're a kid. Unbelievably. You know when you're a kid and you go to pantomime. Yeah, yes. Leave this in, Tom. You know when you're a kid and you go to a pantomime and they invite the all the kids up on stage. Yeah, at the yeah, end. yeah. Well, they don't anymore in, in modern times, but no, they no, used no. to. It was at the Wolverhampton Grand. No. And um, times have changed. I went up, and because I was the youngest, I was the last to stay on, so I got all the presents. I went home. I about to sing Kenny the Kangaroo with him on stage. I think I went home with all sorts. I remember I got back with the right old booty. <laughs> How have you never heard? Have you heard this before? No. Inns, Tommy Stewart. Mine is. I am on holiday right now or I will be going on holiday today and I will be listening to Hot Fuss by The Killers by The Pool because sorry Owen to, in, sorry out, out. <laughs> oh what <laughs> have you listened to that album recently oh. just the first one I'm not saying any of their other stuff that album is banger after banger and I know you agree I'm with me Sam ruined for me oh. by people at afters the red the red trousers wearers yeah. at parties <laughs> playing acoustic versions to try and impress girls okay I've got sober <laughs> Oh. Doing like cod. Me in 2005. Doing like cod reggae versions of the <laughs> no. killers. I'm sorry. What about the second half of the album? Exactly. On top, believe me, Natalie. Got fucking post punk Green Chasson and Hot Fuss by the Killers as the two summer soundtracks here. <laughs> and I like Fontaine's DC, well, but what, they're not. You, you can't. They're not. Do you know what? You've all getting too comfortable. Like, this is some open forum. It's out. Mm. Do you know what? And I'll go back. Um, Green Chat and Solo album, out. Oh. <laughs> Seb's music, out. Tommy's music, out. George Michael, in. Oh. Martina Rose and Nike, in. That's right? fair. Right? That's fair. Okay, out. Seb White. <laughs> I'm not... You, uh, <laughs> He's rattled. He's rattled. I'm really upset. That's why you're in the fucking reserve. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's your fault. He was fine with Green Chat and... <laughs> no. Um, I'm not... I'm, 
I'm very much a part-time cricket fan, but like most people, I've got really into this Ashes series. It's been brilliant and I've loved it. What I would say is watching a lot of cricket has meant I've watched the My Diesel claim.com adverts which have got right on my tits good advertising i suppose because i'm still talking about it uh but yeah and it's not because i'm not a driver owen but we won't come on to that uh but yeah an extra you... an extra bit of advertisement as well for anyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Actually, well, yeah they should pay for us shouldn't they i drive a diesel and i'm probably going to get a bit of bunts all right so and if that hadn't been for those adverts i wouldn't oh, and secondly i walked into this when you snipers out when you're a sniper just fucking AK-47 in commando <laughs> with a fuck rambo just fucking rambo now not Open only does fire. not only does seb not drive he can drive he chooses not to he convinced his missus mrs mrs white to get an automatic, so he could drive again. Doesn't even do that. So on their regular uh, trips down to uh, Yeovil, he sat there, trotters up <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> while fucking Ava's navigating and Rebecca's driving. Okay. <laughs> he has nothing. <laughs> he has nothing. My diesel claims adverts in... <laughs> Carrying on with cars, I'm just going to put this in quickly. Car crashes and insurance plagues. Uh, some fucking Wally smashed into the back of me at a pedestrian crossing a few weeks ago. We had a bit of a tete a tete in the road, or more a, a tete because he yeah. didn't say a lot and I did. Um, I was <laughs> no like, way! Uh, <laughs> no, but I was let. Power of four, maybe sounds like it. No, it was about power of 150. I was oh, letting, okay, uh, I was letting a, I was letting a, a lady and her two young kids in a pram over a pedestrian crossing. I'd seen them because I'm an observant driver. He kind of been looking in the road, smashed into the back of me. Unfortunately for him, his oh, car was absolutely fucked. And uh, mine, yours all right. Mine's all right, but it does need a bit of work. I put a claim in. And um, fuck me. I mean, fair play to them. It's their job, but they have not left me alone. Yeah. Oh, no, the, 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 the garage you want to use. Oh, no, they don't deal with insurance. You've got to go to this one. Oh, I've, oh great, great. Oh, no. But drive to Red Hill. Go Red Hill? Yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say you want to try a little website called uh, <laughs> mydieselclaims.com. Well, they won't do... They won't, they they won't fix bumper, though, would they? No, they'll just give me a claim for using diesel. You might want to try a little uh, <laughs> website called My Diesel. <laughs> oh, my goodness sake. James is gone. Okay, in. Oh, here we go. James Bird, moaning about not being able to do life properly again. James, what's your out? Just the fucking How long, long death of iPhone batteries. You've had that phone since December 2019. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. How do you know when because, I've had my phone <laughs> Because I got one, I got given the exact same model at the exact same time like you did. And I traded mine in about six months ago because things were starting to get a little bit dicey and Zach's using it and it's doing all right. So you've had yours an extra six months. So my battery goes after an hour. But you've had the phone three and a half years and you charge it non-stop all the time. You've always got chargers. Constantly charging, portable chargers, wall chargers. Yeah. It won't yeah. be long until you've got a charger in the back of your fucking head. <laughs> well, that might... well, maybe your battery's going, actually. I've noticed a bit of a drop-off recently. <laughs> and... Nonsense. No, in. Tommy Stewart. I'm off to Spain on holiday, so number one, I hate flying. I hate any airport, but let's be more a bit more specific. Well, while you're doing it, then, why not get the train or drive? Because costs, time... Like, by the time I get there, I'll have to come home again. I've only got five days off. That's all I can have all, all Too many bloody podcasts, isn't it? It is, mate, and that's my <laughs> fault. But Terminal 2 of Manchester Airport, there's no vibe there. Terminal 3 is a good laugh. You get to kind of watch a lot of the stag do's, etc. Terminal 2 is just nasty. It's sterile. 
It makes me feel unexcited about going on holiday. I bet it's got nothing on Terminal 2 of Dubai Airport, though, which is where people go off and um, which is where you have to fly to the bad places, Eurans and Eurax and places like uh, that. Not the Ooh. bad places, but the places so, that you're not allowed to yeah, fly yeah. to. Yeah. It'd be good yeah. to be a fly on the wall. Though, a lot of war, ju- war journalists in, in those places. But okay. um, <clears throat> I've flown from Manchester Airport a few times. There's a lot of Twitter stuff about it being crap now, and that's it's not shy. Just Surely, Tommy, you could just take a pair of Bluetooth speakers and knock out hot fuss by the curtain. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really get everyone ready for the pool. That's good. Guys, that's good. sign of the summer. <laughs> so you start doing it on the plane. When he's shaking like a shitting dog because of a bit of turbulence, just start saying it to yourself. Did, I've got did, soldier. Did, did, I'm not did, did, a soldier. Terminal 2, Manchester Airport. I mean, yeah. It, can, it can be out, I suppose. Thank you, mate. Thank you. It can be out. Fucking hell. I mean... Keep this in as well. Ins and outs needs a bit of a refresh because it's just become some real moaning now, real score settling, political. No, no. Let's get some bloody footy back in it, Seb. All right. Oh yeah, there isn't enough. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm only joking, mate. <laughs> take it. No, there isn't. No, no, it's not that deep, bro. There's four. There's four things in there. And they're not football. You're right. Don't take it to heart. No, no. Well, you've myself, had a bad day, haven't you? You're I've ex- let yourself you're, down you're... on the production side of things there. Oh, no, no, I don't no, think you have. No, 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 I don't. No, think you I won't have that. Thank you. I won't have Thank that. You. <laughs> <laughs> Who's told you that? <laughs> Who said that to you? You bastard! You. Who said that to you? Honestly, you've, it's ever since you mentioned the bloody killers. <laughs> Gobble it Fuck up. Off. Who said that to you? <laughs> Who's hurt you, Seb? <laughs> Me. Time not, and time I, again. I, once again, I've had the time of my life recording this, and hope it comes through. On. Oh. I hope you enjoy it. Please leave a review because this is this is honestly one of the best things that we've done. All right. <laughs> After a job, are you, mate? Oh, so- <laughs> Sorry, we haven't fucking hell. Get your fucking production, fucking ducks in order before you start hosting, brother. This has been reminding you why I love football. I, me, Owen, Owen Blackhurst, have been your host. He, Yago James Bird, has been next to me. He's worried it's the Shakespeare character because he's envious of, of, of probably me. Um, Seb Merlin White, our sea fortress, our protector, the bulwark of the podcast, and and Cubby Tommy Stewart. <laughs> Thanks very much. Mundalmag.com, at Mundalmag on Twitter and Instagram. Re- review, rate, share, and go and buy a magazine. Um, or buy something, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, Socks are lovely. Love this. Love you. Love you. See All you next best. time. Love you. Bye. Love you. No, you hang no, up. No, you hang up. That was not planned, was it? Fucking great. (laughs) Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football Co production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.